Maria, 40 years old. Due to a case of mistaken identity, one day in March, the police arrested me and took me to the police station. There, an officer told me to take off my shirt, to take off my bra, to take off my pants, to take off my underwear, for a supposed medical checkup that they were going to do. But the officer tried to rape me. He was detained, and his hearing was going to be on a Thursday in the month of July. I had never had problems with people like that, with gang members. I'd lived in the same place for 28 years, and nothing bad had ever happened to me. About a week before the hearing, a car started following me. The Monday before the hearing, when I was coming from the market, some gang members abducted me at around 9 o'clock in the morning. Two blocks from the police station, they picked me up to kill me because they didn't want me to attend the hearing. Some acquaintances alerted the police, and about half an hour later, I was rescued. They were caught in the act. I was covered in blood. Six gang members were detained. The police brought me to the health unit, then from the health unit to the hospital, and from the hospital to forensic medicine. I was unrecognizable and almost unconscious. My finger was screwed up, my nose was broken, my knee was fractured, I also had internal injuries, and my left rib was fractured too. From the hospital, I was taken back to my house. That same day, relatives of the detained gang members arrived and asked to see me. But my husband went out and told them I didn't want to speak to them or to anyone. I couldn't see anyone because I'd been beaten up so badly. They offered us a lot of money, so I wouldn't say anything, so I wouldn't attend the hearing. We both had to leave, my husband and I. We only took about two changes of clothes from our house and went on our way. We left everything else behind. The Office for the Defense of Women's Rights picked us up to take us to a shelter. We stayed there for almost two months, but the director of the shelter was afraid to have us there because those who wanted to harm us said that they would find us anywhere. I'd like to go far, far away because even here in southern Mexico, we've already met people we know. We saw a woman from the same area in El Salvador that we're from who was associated with gangs. It's easy to locate you. Remember that no walls can stop these gangs. I would like it if in El Salvador there was not as much crime and mistreatment towards us women. There the husband kills his wife out of jealousy for anything. I want that violence to end. That the gangs do not harm poor, hard-working people. Because the gangs harm people who are just trying to survive to put food on the table. The gang members come to hurt us. They kill us because of what we have, and they kill us because of what we do not have. In other words, there's no way for you to be all right in El Salvador. There's no work there either. At least for us women, there's work. But they exploit us. You get paid $5 a day. The work is really exhausting. And with $5, you can't buy anything. There were only two of us in the house, my husband and I, because we'd only been married for two years. We paid $30 rent. With electricity and water, it was $50. Only my husband worked as a day laborer. I was a housewife. But since I raised little chickens, we hardly ever bought food, just the corn to make tortillas. I had enough chickens. We ate chickens and eggs. We bought beans. So, we didn't have many expenses, because with two people, who have what they need, you don't spend much. But the big families? What do the children get involved in? They steal because they don't have a job, or because they can't get a job. What I'd like to see change here in Mexico 
is that the authorities don't mistreat the migrants because we're human beings who have rights. In Central America, dado su situación tanto política como económicamente, ya para muchos no hay otra solución que abandonar su patria, tal vez para siempre.